Now back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Enrico with you. Tiger Woods is three over at the Masters right now. Figure it out, Tiger. Yeah, he'll be, uh, I don't know. We'll see if he makes the cut. I'm sure he'll make the cut. Um, I don't even know what the, the projected cut is at right now, but um, he'll, he's pl- three over right now. As long as Harry Higgs stays in the hunt, Rico, my my golf pool, our, will, our golf pool will be all just fine. All right, let's go ahead and bring in Chris Baznet of the Lincoln Journal Star. What's up, Baz? How's it going? Did you say figure it out to a guy that was in a near-fatal car accident like a year ago? <laughs> figure it out, yes. Figure it out. Just be God. healthy. Like just, a hard ass is over there at 93.7. Just be healthy, Tiger. Goodness are gracious. you are you telling me to cut Tiger Woods some slack in the golf game? The guy nearly died. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. All right, I guess I guess I can get on board with that. I do love Tiger. <laughs> I think I was the only one that picked Tiger out of all the people here at the ticket. I'm not saying he's going to win, but well, not I mean, to win, Lord, but I man, picked him. The man almost had his leg amputated. That is true. He's hey, using his he's using his clubs point. as canes. Like he's 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 doing great. He's fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll be fine. All right, Baz. On a, on a scale of one to ten, what's our excitement level at for the the spring game tomorrow, and why? Uh, for me, it's probably higher than. Or I'll put it to like a like a seven, okay. six or a seven, probably. Call it six and a half, I, which is significantly higher than it normally is for yeah. me, just because we haven't seen any practice at all this year. You know, with the with all the new offensive coaches, with all the new players coming in that are going to play key roles, it's. There's real, there's real intrigue there and real interest there. And I, I look, Nebraska is going to be unbelievably vanilla tomorrow. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But it's still a chance to see a lot of these guys in person on a football field for the first time, see how they move and all those sorts of things. Maybe, maybe see a couple little changes to the offense. But like I said, it's probably not going to be real, real fancy. So, yeah, I think there's interest there just because of the unknown. There's just a lot of unknowns we haven't seen yet this spring, and that's going to make it more interesting than normal. With all the injuries, the, the rash of injuries that Nebraska football is experiencing right now, how much uh, can you take away from, from at least on the offensive side of things? Oh, not a lot. I, not a lot. It, it's the injuries, certainly. I, I think you'll see lineups uh, in the fall that are significantly different from what we'll see tomorrow. And, again, it's it's a new scheme and new coaches. They're not going to give away much uh, in the spring game either that can be on film for – for opponents to watch. So, yeah, it's like I say, I think it's going to be really vanilla. I think it's going to be really plain. I'm not saying Nebraska is going to go run up the middle 50 times tomorrow and call it good, but it's it's probably going to be pretty simplistic when it comes to what we see on the field. Baz, why are they worried about showing too much? <laughs> because they need all the advantage they can get because okay. they went 3-9 and nine last okay, year. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm curious. That, that's probably where I'd start. Yeah, I mean, look, college football coaches are are – just are are a strange breed. Yeah. Uh, they're a secretive breed. They're a suspicious breed. They're a, you know, they're a superstitious breed. You just and, and you know, in today's world, of course, there's there's film on everybody from anywhere at any time. Exactly. So maybe it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to to the, the to those of us that aren't in it, that aren't in the game. But this is what college coaches do. Any perceived advantage they can get, they're going to take, and that's probably a big part of why we won't see a lot tomorrow. We're speaking to Chris Bazin of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Baz, so. Dylan Raiola is on campus tomorrow, um, if you have not heard. So is O'Shawn Mathis. Exactly. Well, so <laughs> no first idea. first of all, did you see the silhouette that Husker Football posted out 
um, with, with Dylan Riola and welcoming Dominic back. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I got a pretty good chuckle out of that. I, I, like, it's pretty smart. I yeah, I mean, look, he's just the number one recruit in the country. You better do whatever the heck you can to get him get him here, I would I would say. I didn't realize it was his actual silhouette until Nick showed me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a quarterback silhouette. That's, I see what they're doing there. No, it's not sure what a quarterback looks like when he drops back behind the center. Is that what you're saying, Rico? <laughs> no, I knew it was a quarterback. I didn't think it was his actual picture silhouette. Oh, okay, I got so, you. So, okay, so let's talk about O'Shawn. Maybe I don't. I'll make fun uh, of O'Shawn Mathis, though, um, with I mean, defensive line's a big kind of question mark. There's a lot of guys that were, were trying to find out who's going to replace Damian Daniels and DeAndre Thomas. How big is, would the addition of O'Shawn Mathis be for for Nebraska's defensive line room? Well, it'd be massive. It'd be one of the biggest pickups uh, for the entire team, I think, uh, at, at any position this year. They they need pass rushers very, very badly, and they need defensive line depth very, very badly. It's the biggest position to need on that roster right now. So, yeah, if, if Nebraska's able to pull this off, and look, they're going up against some real heavyweights to try and do this, but if Nebraska's able to pull this off, that's a massive, massive, massive win for you because they need pass rushers, and O'Shawn Mathis is about the best one out there right now in the transfer portal. Who are we more excited to see? Uh, Chubba, or not, excuse me, not Chubba Purdy. Logan Smothers or Heinrich Harburg? I think Heinrich Harburg, and, and I'll go back to the the unknown part of it. We just yep. we really haven't seen him play, you know, since he was in high school, at least in a competitive type setting, you know. And, and if he's healthy, and he's a guy that hasn't been talked about a whole lot through this whole thing, he's a guy that maybe some wondered would is he going to stick around after Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy were brought to campus. And with Logan Smothers coming back, you know, I, that's I'm I'm really interested to see what he looks like. How's he grown over his year? How's he adjusted to the new offense? We know that just from the raw physical attributes, he's got all that stuff. He's got the size. He's got the arm strength. He can run it well enough to to perform in that offense. How does he fit with what Mark Whipple wants to do? So yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see what he looks like tomorrow. All right, Baz, let's go ahead and switch over to to Nebraska baseball. It was announced a little bit earlier today. Jackson Jelkin no longer on the roster. I mean, this is a team that is starving f- to find a couple guys that can eat up some qual- like consistent innings every single weekend. And, and not necessarily saying Jackson Jelkin was one of those guys, but he, I mean, it's, it's a pitcher, another one now that's no longer part of the team. I mean, first of all, I mean, if, if you have any other or, you know, thoughts on what Jackson Jelkin could have brought or what the depth means for Nebraska, number one there, but number two, like what, where does Nebraska go for pitching nowadays? Cause Saturday starters still up in the air. Yeah, I think they're in a little bit of a tough spot. And Will Bolt said before the season they really, really like the depth they have in that pitching staff. Well, guess what? You're going to find out how deep you are here yeah. uh, over the next few weeks. You know, losing Jackson Jelkin hurts because he had really been a revelation, I think. You know, a guy that was a really late add to the class and a guy that's come in and arguably been – as good as any of the freshmen that are on the on the roster, and you know, had the ERA was the lowest on the team. He was able to go out and give you a couple innings here and there, settle things down, and kind of had a had a presence about him on the mound that that kind of belies the fact that he is a freshman. So, yeah, that hurts. That hurts a lot, especially when you've already lost Jake Munz to an injury, when you've lost Kyle Perry to an injury, like you said, when we don't know who the who the Saturday starter is yet. You know, they're. And you're playing a huge series this weekend too. Let's not forget yeah. about that. So yeah, it's they're in a tough spot right now, and and losing a guy like Jackson Jelkin with the way things have gone on the mound for Nebraska this year, just another blow to that pitching staff. Although it's early in the Big Ten conference slate, how I mean, yeah, this weekend series against league leading Rutgers, who has like a 22 and six record, I believe, swept sweeps uh, Penn State a couple weeks ago, sweep Minnesota as well. 
uh, or swept Minnesota, Minnesota as well. I mean, like, how big is this series just to gain some confidence or some consistency once again for Nebraska after they sweep Ohio State, but then go out and lose to, to Omaha? Yeah, it's 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 important, and it's important because of this reason. I don't know if the Big Ten's great this year, um, and so you look at Nebraska's record right now overall, twelve and fifteen doesn't look great. They're they're still going to be right there uh, for yeah. Big Ten the Big Ten race at the end of the year. And they're, look, they're only a game behind Rutgers right now for first in the Big Ten. Let's not forget about that either. We're acting, we don't need to. You know, it's not like Rutgers is, is running away with this thing exactly. or anything like that. You know, the, the Big Ten is down, and it might be a one or two bid league into the NCAA tournament for the for this conference this year. So, it's important in the sense that the the conference games are what is going to matter the most for Nebraska. They're not going to host a regional. We we can pretty well rule that out at this point, just with the record, who they've lost to, those sorts of things. So, it becomes how many conference games can you win? How high of a how high of a seed can you get? in the Big Ten tournament, can you give yourself a chance to maybe even win the league at the end of the year, even though things haven't gone the way you've wanted them to go so far early in this season? So from that standpoint, it's big. It's it's really big. And if you think back to last year, you know, the Rutgers series was really where it kind of it kind of clicked for Nebraska and kind of turned. Rutgers came in here and, and swept Nebraska at home uh, in Lincoln. Nebraska finished the season 12-2 and two after that one, the conference by three and a half games, four games. So there's there's some parallels to draw there. It's at a similar point in the season with games played, you know, not not similar records, of course, for either team. But, yeah, Nebraska's got a chance to maybe make a statement and, and kind of build on what they did last week at Ohio State and, and put that Omaha loss in the rearview mirror. When we talk about postseason with this team, do they need to win the conference to make a regional? Is that where we're at right now with the Big Ten being as weak as it is? I mean, because a, a couple wins against you know Northwestern or one of the bottom tiers in the Big Ten aren't really going to give you much in the RPI standings. Yeah, you know, I, I think if you want to be safe, and it, it doesn't matter if you're Nebraska or if you're Michigan or Indiana or, or who you are, you better plan on winning the league if you want to feel safe. And I think that's just where it is right now with this league's RPI. You know, with I think there's only two teams in the league that are top 60 in the RPI right now nationally. That just kind of tells you where where things are at in this conference. So, yeah, it's it's not something you can mess around with and say, well, okay, if we can finish third or fourth, we're going to have a chance be, just because the Big Ten's been able to get that many teams in in the past. It's not going to be like that this year, I don't think. You better be able, if you want to guarantee yourself a spot, you better win the league. And even then, that, that probably at best means you're getting a two-seed in a regional, maybe even a three, depending on how the, the league looks at the end of the year. All right, Baz, appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll, we'll have you on again soon. Appreciate it. Enjoy the spring game and, and enjoy the, the baseball weekend as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. That is Chris Baznet of the Lincoln Journal-Star. Appreciate him uh, coming on for a little bit. We'll have him on here sometime soon. So looking at the cut for the Masters, it looks like Brooks right now is in line to get cut. I think I took Brooks. Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Abram Anser, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, my goodness. Justin Rose, Freddie Couples, um, Louis Oosthuizen withdrew. He did? He, I mean, he did. Oh, what a poor, uh, poor, poor. Louis Oosthuizen's. Oosthuizen's. Thank you. Um, Higgs is still alive. Higgs ain't getting cut today. Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs, stay um, alive, baby. Spieth is there. Molinari's there. Zach Johnson is alive. Wow. Hovland. Um, Tiger Woods doesn't look like uh, unless he, he make unless it? he falls off he's not going to get cut. Nice. He's, 
Looks like he's one over. I need Tiger in the top ten no. on the on no, the sure. final day. Even if he does just in the top that like did that you, would be just bet? impressive. No, I just it would just be did impressive. You bet on Tiger in the in the final. All right, let's. Like Bass uh, gave me crap for. I mean, he's in a near, near fatal car accident. Like a <laughs> bunch like of hard a, asses like over here. <laughs> That's all we are. All right, let's go and get to break. When we come back, we'll uh, round out Friday's show. Get you prepared for the guys over at Barry's coming up next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.